And welcome back to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. So nice to have you with us today because, of course, you know this is our time of day that I love to bring great professionals into the show and, and talk about important issues like investing. Today, we're going to finish up a conversation with Tom Verostek, and he is with Q3 Capital Management. And last time we got to talk to Tom, we were talking about separation of duties when it comes to investing. We were talking about just the knowledge of all of this when it comes to investing as well. And today, we're going to finish up that conversation and talk about liquidity, the process of the whole thing. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. First, let me tell you all the different ways that you can listen. Because of course, you do have us on the radio. We love you for it, AM and FM now, so you can choose whichever you like. But if you would like to go digital, we have gone that path as well. So you do have the option to listen to us on Alexa-powered devices. You can just say, Alexa, play WISR 680. That should be enough. We'll come up there for you and you can hear our broadcast for the rest of our time together. You can also listen by the app or apps that you could put on your devices. I say apps because you could choose any device that you'd like or all of your devices. So get that app on your device and or devices and listen that way. You also have the option of listening on our website. So there's a streaming button at WISR680.com. Just click it, we'll come up there for you on your computer, phone, whatever you're using. And then there's the fourth option. So let's say you have to leave us in five, 10 minutes, halfway through. What you can do is listen to this program in its entirety, once again, on our website as our podcast page. So you go to WISR680.com, pick programs, let's talk, then look for Q3 Capital. All right, and you can listen to the program there. Tom Verostek, of course, owner of Q3 Capital and uh, based in the Wexford area, although he's a Butler County resident. But Tom, welcome back to the program. It's nice to see you. You too. Thanks, yeah. Tracy. Last time I talked to you, you <laughs> mentioned that uh, your son was going to start an internship real soon. Congratulations to him, first of all. I never uh, yes. did ask, where is the internship? Are you able to share that? Yeah. Well, Christopher's out in Denver. Um, so, and, and it was a little stressful for us as parents because he transferred from uh, school up in the New England area to the University of Denver. So, uh, you know, transfer, major change, and then uh, he's tracking down this this uh, internship, and uh, we're just so thrilled. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, and really that's the business world for him too, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so he's going to major in business and graduate yeah. with a business degree. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to do the – he's going to be at KPMG, which is one of the bigger firms. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm an accounting major, as a matter of yeah. fact. Yeah. Took the CPA right out of college, uh, but I, I didn't go with one of those big firms. Uh, it's a great, it's a great experience uh, from what I've heard. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll <he's> see. Outpacing <laughs> right? me, right? Yeah, he's, so good for That's him. That's fantastic. And then you have a daughter as well, um, and and your your kids either went or are going to uh, North Catholic. So you're right. right here in Butler County, which I love. How's your daughter doing? Well, Sarah just surprised me last a couple weeks ago. You know, she was going to trying to get in the medical field. I, I love, you know, professionals in the medical field and, uh, it's, it's a great place to be, I think for the future. Uh, so she was like biology major. Yeah, dad. And, and, uh, three weeks ago she calls and says, Hey, I think I'm going to try and do a business minor. And actually she's at the, she's at my alma mater, university of Colorado Boulder. And, uh, so yeah, she's she's gonna she's it, actually you got to get into that business school. Um, it's now it's now a top twenty program. Not not when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was because you were there, yeah. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I couldn't get into it now. It's perhaps, but yeah, I was just thrilled. I thought you know that stretches you, and 
I'm a believer in stretching yourself. Yeah. I think for her, uh, it's it's. I said, kid, you got a lot of work ahead of you. If you can pull this off, I think it'll it'll pay dividends for you. Um, you know that, and you'll have options. You know, you, you if if the medical side doesn't work out, you know, you, you ha- you'll have this knowledge, and it'll be good for you. So, uh, shout out to her. And, uh, Fantastic. Thrilled. Yeah. Fantastic. And I know Thanks again, last time we talked, we were talking about your parents and their 70th anniversary. How are they doing? They're still hanging in there. Good. Everything's good. And um, yeah, I coming uh, down off the celebration. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, we had uh, you know seven kids all convening for that, so they flew in from all parts of the country, and and now they've gone. And so that's yeah, you're right. It's a little bit of a letdown, but. Yeah. For them, you know, they, they love having us around. So. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, good. Well, let me uh, turn to your business for a moment, if you don't mind. Because, again, I mentioned a couple of times that you're right here personally in Butler County. I know mm-hmm. your your office is a little outside of Butler County. Right. But you've been here for quite some time. I mean, you've been a Butler County resident for years. Yeah. Almost 25 years now. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's great. So do you have a favorite section of the county that you like to visit other than where you live? Man, great question. I um, and, and it's funny because I grew up closer to downtown Pittsburgh, um, and you know, still friends that are back there, and they're like, "Hey, you ever gonna move back?" And I'm, I'm like, "No, I don't. I really don't think so." Uh, and you're close enough that I can still, you know, keep right. your friends. But, mm-hmm. but no, I love it here because I think the best part about besides the fact that I, I believe it's it's been the fastest growing county for the past, in the state of Pennsylvania for quite some time. I don't know if that's still the case. I remember it used to be a statistic, yeah. um, and you and you can see it. Uh, but I uh, no, my favorite two places uh, would be for sure uh, Lake Arthur, no doubt. Um, matter of fact, I've spent in my younger years a lot of time windsurfing up there. Uh, fantastic. Just that's a, a whole just different a conversation. Gift. I want to yeah. know how you windsurf, <laughs> but we'll save that for another time. Yeah. But yeah. I don't do that much anymore. I don't, actually, I don't. I do love that. it. I've never done it. I mean, yeah. but I love seeing people Watching, do it. Yeah. And that's and anyway. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously right next door to that is McConnell's Mill. I mean, yes. it's just cool. So yeah. 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 Two good places. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Love it. We'll talk about your business if you don't mind. Uh, you do have your Wexford office. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your location. Um, where are you exactly? You're around 79, right? Yeah, people know where the old Stone Mansion Inn is. I'm right across the street from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like, literally, what, three quarters of a mile from the exit? So, I used to, I was downtown for 20 years, and it was hard downtown to Downtown Pittsburgh? Downtown Pittsburgh. Okay. Correct, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And um, to get anybody to, you know, come down and deal with the traffic and park. So, now it's great. We've got free parking. It's right off the, the interstate, so... It's super easy. So I have more clients coming there to visit than, than ever in those 20 years. Yeah. yeah. How do we get a hold of you? Let's start there before we get into finishing our conversation about investing and, and the important pillars that we were talking about last time. If we would like to talk to you about investing or finances or portfolio, how do we get a hold of you? Well, uh, the email is tom at q3capital.net. It's really simple. Tom at q, q like Quebec, the number three capital.net. Uh, or you could just go on our website. If you want to take a peek that I think a lot of people like to see what we're all about there. So it's just www.q3capital.net. Uh, there's plenty of good information and there's a way to send me an email through the, uh, through the website Yeah, and our phone numbers there too. You know, we always shop online first. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. what we do more now more. as yeah. a society, yeah. right? We shop online and then we call, but good. So we can get online and q3capital.net again. All right. So Tom, 
let's revisit, if you don't mind, uh, the the bigger picture, if you will, of investing. Because I think, well, I mean, we all know about investing, but we don't know how to invest. So if we haven't gotten into this game yet of investing, remind us why it's so important to understand the pillars that we're right. talking about and, and, and that we should invest. Yeah, I was going to say the, the four pillars and, and, and why, you know, it's common, you know, you'll read articles about the pillars of this or the pillars of that. And, you know, I def- this is definitely, these are four pillars. You, you could expand it. Um, but I think my point, first of all, would be in, if you've moved on and, and, and started investing without having these in place, then you, you, you don't have a solid foundation. So sort of the pillars does work as a metaphor. It's not a good structure. So when we talk about you know, having separation of duties um, and having you know, good understanding and knowledge of your investments, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we talked about the first yeah. two. And, and today we're going to talk about liquidity. And, and then probably the, the, the most important is process. Okay. Um, well, and, and before we get into number three and four, if you will, uh, that reminder, that quick synopsis of the separation of duties we were talking about last time is having people um, knowing uh, in different divisions, if you will, that are independent of each other, but yet working together for a client. Yeah, I mean, independence cannot be overlooked uh, because without independence, you, you have a higher, higher possibility of, of a conflict of interest developing. So and conflicts of interests are, are what can be really troublesome for really anybody in, in, in any part of business, any part of relationships, right? So, um, so the separation of duties is, is really key. And we use the, the example of Bernie Madoff, where, where the investors didn't recognize a, a basically a golden rule that all the institutional players knew, but the individual investors that were his victims didn't recognize the fact that he had some conflicts of interest. He had basically custodied and managed the money in one place, and therefore he could uh, basically make up his own statements and tell clients they had more money than they had or their investments were doing. But, you know, that's an extreme case. But, again, it, it's, it, it starts with just the foundation of, of, of having the separation of duties. Really critical. I mean, I think everybody should be asking, okay, are my assets held away from you, the portfolio manager, or you, the advisor, and 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 you, the broker dealer? Those three: broker dealer, advisor, custodian. They should all be separate, each doing their function. That's critical, but it, it's so boring to talk about, right? So nobody really talks about it or brings it up in conversation, and I almost force it on my clients. So you understand that we have a separation, and it's for your benefit. I just want you to know that we've taken the steps to set that up initially. It's already done. You don't have to do it. We have it in place. And again, if, it, if you don't have those separations, then you, you, you could potentially run into some, some issues down the road. And that led us into the second point, which we were talking about the knowledge. And again, just briefly mentioning this, if we don't have the knowledge, that's why it's so important to come to someone like you who does have the knowledge. Correct. Yeah. And, 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 and go through the exercise of sort of like I'm, I'm, I'm in some ways a coach and I, and I don't want to sound cliche, but it's, you know, I, I, I can recognize pretty quickly how someone either understands what we're doing or you know, so we can, I can, I can jump ahead in some cases where people have a, an understanding or I can go back to the basics and start 
from the beginning in just explaining the difference between, you know, stock or a bond uh, and, and build from there. So, but again, it's knowledge and understanding is something you should strive to gain just because I think that's where you, you gain confidence and, 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 um, in the strategy and when things are not linear, that is to say, you know, you get a hiccup here in the market or, um, you know, do you, do you believe in the overall process is going to get you where you want to go? And that, I think that comes from knowledge and understanding. Certainly we go to great lengths, um, on, on that side of things. And that we, we stress a lot of that with our clients about how we do, uh, look for risk management implementations. Uh, there's certain, certain things we do that are very specialized in that area, actually. And I think that's, uh, it's important for our clients to know that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, folks, if, if you think you're well-versed and you want to double-check on all of this, then contact Tom, and he can help you and walk you through and just make sure that you are well-versed in what you're doing. If it's intimidating to you, Tom is very good to talk to. We've talked many times with you, Tom, now here on the air, and, and you explain it very well. So, again, folks, if you this is intimidating to you, call Tom. He can start at the beginning, and as he just mentioned, walk through the basics with you so you understand what you're doing and what's best for you. So don't let it intimidate you. Give Tom a call. And again, you can always email him at tom at q3capital.net. All right. So let's get into the last two pillars that we have yet to talk about when it comes to the four pillars of investing. The third is liquidity. Right. Go ahead and have yeah. the floor with that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, liquidity, uh, the best way, liquidity means how quickly you can turn something from being invested to cash and um, somewhat related to the, the final topic of the process. So we're going to, we're going to talk about selling and buying disciplines, but liquidity, it, it, you know, again, if you don't understand um, how much a certain position that you might own is traded, I'll give you an example. The um, you know, last week we were making a position change and we had a, a block of, trade a stock basically uh shares and um what we noticed though was the average daily volume was about the same as what we were about to trade okay and now why would you want to pay much attention to that um well it it, it can affect how the order is filled and if you're in the case of buying so for instance if we did a market order on that um it might take a while to fill, and therefore the the price that we're seeing when we decide to pull the trigger might change, and might change to you know go higher. So we could be buying at a higher price than we really wanted to, and um, so really in our case, we were still comfortable with the position and the trade, and we just set up a limit order instead. So we just basically said, here, we're, this is the price that we're going to pay for all these shares, and however long it takes to fill. You know, we'll watch it and let it fill, but we're not going to pay more than this. So we just knew at that time just to flip over to a limit order as opposed to a, a market order, which you know, just lets the market determine what you're going to pay. Okay. So to some degree that, that, that related to the amount of liquidity on the other side. In other words, someday, perhaps we might say that position should be removed and according to our sell discipline. And at that point, what's the uh, our ability to exit the position, right? And an extreme would be real estate, right? I mean, real estate's doing so well these days. So, 
maybe not a great example. Everybody's thinking, well, you know, I got 15. I heard somebody had 15 offers for their house. But, you know, in a normal market or a not good market, you know, as you use the example of a, a home, you might not have an offer for six months or a year, right? So that's not very liquid. And of course, the whole process. So real estate's a great example of not not really a liquid asset. But but in, as we speak in our world, uh, stocks or mutual funds or ETFs, it's important to be sure that there is sufficient liquidity uh, so that both on the buy side and the sell side, we get you know what we're looking for. So if I understand you correctly, if I'm picturing this right, liquidity is more about the ease of selling and buying not like liquidation that you need to get rid of items in your portfolio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just how, how, how well it's traded, how efficiently it's traded. And, uh, and it has a lot, has some factors involved in that, but, but liquidity can't be overlooked. Uh, again, if you, we get to a, another point in time where the markets, uh, you know, take a downturn and for, you know, to some degree, if you look at 2008, but also 2000, 2001, those were liquidity events. The big institutions had to, uh, they basically were being called on their margins or, or their balance sheets needed to be cleaned up. They had too much debt. And usually that's when you have a, a fairly you know, significant market downturn as a sell-off. And, and you'll see great things, good quality stocks or bonds sold off out of, you know, some say it's just fear. Others, you know, I would say there there is a need from the institutional players to unload, right? And again, just to shore up their, their balance sheet. Well, if if something's not that liquid, then that can actually, that can affect the price in a detrimental way to the investor. So uh, I, I think it's, again, important to Keep an eye on that. Make sure that, that, that you're in investments that have a good amount of liquidity. They're traded often and, um, you know, easy to convert to cash if, if, you know, hopefully you never need it. But like these other things, hopefully you never need it. Hopefully you need, never need to be concerned about separation of duties. But if you did it right up front, again, then you don't have to worry about it. Right. And going back to that separation of duties, let's say somebody is in that position where you need to talk about liquidity. Do I sell? Do I buy? What do I do? Are they coming to you for that advice as the advisor? Well, yeah. So if they, if you're, I think you're talking about maybe in my mind, there's probably two situations. One is where an investor has positions already. So maybe they inherited stock or they, they got stock from their the company, you know, as stock options or so forth. Or they own just but went out outright, you know, owned some stock for a long period of time. Um, and that's one one situation of of consultation. You know, we can do an evaluation and look at our research on individual securities. Um, but you know, at that point, you you already own it, so it's it's not so much on the buying side; it's on the selling side. Um, and then you look at other factors: is how much of it is in your overall portfolio. Is it, is it too much? Uh, is there too much risk? Or, or is it a, a company that's on the downswing? You know, a lot of other factors for that decision. On the other hand, you know, in our, in our clients' engagements, they, they like our, you know, most of our clients engage us for our process because our process is, is all encompassing. You know, that we're looking for 
basically we're trying to find either the best investments or the best managers in the world, uh, quote unquote, in the world. But um, you know, there's criteria for that. Which well, let's move into that. The, yeah, exactly. yeah, because that would be the, the fourth pillar. Yeah, again, just a reminder, we were talking about four pillars of investing. So separation of duties, knowledge, li- liquidity, and now the process. So where do we start with process? Yeah, well, so, so a, a, the, you know, you could start with buying and selling of the securities. So the buy side of things, most people get this right, or at least they think they've got it right. You know, they do their research, either some fundamental analysis, not too many people are, I'd say not too many individuals are getting into the technical analysis, uh, but, but a lot of institutional players are, are there. Um, but again, it w- either approach is fine and both are even better. Um, buying is fairly straightforward uh, to some degree, and especially in a bull market, it gets easier. Um, it's the sell, pro- you know, so, that, so the, is there a discipline for selling? Right? What is that? I, I, I get people look at me like, what do you mean a sell discipline? Like, well, are you going to hold it forever? You know, if you hold it forever, the companies have cycles where they, they go through growth and then they plateau and, and, you know, they go from growth to what we call value. They start paying dividends, but they're not growing much anymore. And then they could be on a decline. I mean, th- there's companies like in the retail space today, right? That whole space is, is been turned upside down by Amazon. And so the, those that were leaders 20 years ago or 30 years ago are, are either not around or they're, they're defunct. But process of buying, selling, whether it's, you know, a manager or, or manager and, and, you know, what we do and what we recommend is having an investment policy statement. And so an investment policy statement sets parameters and criteria for what we would use to um, screen and find the best, you know, investments. So having a defined set of criteria, is really a, a, a more disciplined approach that I think few, few individual investors would even consider just because it's like, well, how do I do that? I mean, and I, and I get it. I mean, it, a lot of, a lot of advisors, a lot of portfolio managers are, are using investment policy statements more, more and more. They come from their their genesis is from, um, you know, the pension plan space, the the you know, re- retirement plan. So we have both retirement plan clients where we sit on inv- I'll sit on the investment committee and we you know we've written the investment policy and we follow it, and we apply that to every decision in the portfolio. Same way for our, our clients that choose that, and they have to elect it, but it, it's something that they can choose to employ into the portfolio. And I think it's, it's a great, it's a great tool because it's all, it's always something we can turn back to and something we do turn back to on a regular you know, quarterly basis and say, okay, how are, are the investments meeting the criteria? And if they aren't, then we have an objective reason or to remove something. If something's not meeting the criteria or you know, just say seven or eight quarters in a row, we have a duty to remove it. And, you know, as opposed to just letting it linger and hang around. And, I, and I, again, we have tools probably better than ever for evaluating these things on a regular basis in a timely manner. And I think, you know, you, you cannot be afraid of uh, making changes in a portfolio just because, you know, oftentimes we hear, well, wait, uh, I'm going to sell something. That's going to, I'm going to pay some tax on that. And I'm like, well, 
I'm a former, you know, accountant, so I get that. But don't let the tax tail wag the investment dog. You know, you've got to be objective and say, we we got to stay on on top of this and be true to the investment policy that we wrote because the criteria is sound. It's very stringent. The criteria that we use is really screens out probably 90 some percent depending on the some cases like 99 percent of the options in a universe that could be thousands so sometimes it's really it gets down to only a handful of uh, managers and you know I, I find that it's it's just a great tool that that both parties myself and our client can go back to and it's like a roadmap uh, that we can refer to and say look this this is working and uh, and here's here's what we you know what it's telling us we need to do right now is nothing or we need to, we this this group this asset class manager should be replaced who checks first if i'm a client of yours are you checking and calling me saying hey we need to meet again or is it me the client that calls you and says you know what we haven't really checked on this for a while so can i get an appointment with you like who checks first i think it's usually it, it's always me okay it's us yeah um, I mean, it's not to say that our clients aren't following and, and you know, but we have the tools uh, for that, you know, that investment policy criteria to basically run the test fairly, fairly quickly. And I think that's a good thing for yeah. clients because b- people are busy, you know, right. and, and sometimes they forget. And if they're not keeping up on it as much as they should, if we're a client of yours and you're already checking for us, that's a comfort to me as a client. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're they're hearing from us whether they like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, but but I, I actually I shouldn't say that. And I never had anybody say, you know, why are you bothering me? It's like this is your money. You know, it's never you know I'm I'm sort of having fun with that. But it's it's um, yeah. But to you know, might, someone you might has think, my back in this. Sorry. And to know that somebody yeah, has my back yeah. in this, I think is comforting as a client. Yeah. So yeah, that security, if you will, it's work. It's, I mean, I think it's, I, I look at sometimes my clients and I, I'm like, you know, sorry, like, sorry to bother you, but we, we should, you know, it's that time we should talk about this and you know, try to make it as easy as possible. Obviously the, you know, the Zoom calls these days is, makes things much more efficient for people running around, but that's huge. Um, but, you know, we're always, we always love to have face-to-face meetings, but in any case, yeah, we, we definitely have, um, we, we have this all, you know, organized and calendared for regular uh, interaction. Um, you just can't, you know, that's, that's our, our promise up front is, is we're going we're gonna to follow, we're going to develop the investment policy, but we're going to follow it. We're not going to just, you know, write it and then leave it alone and not follow it. So we have, an obli- we have a fiduciary obligation, really, yeah. to, to do that. But that is a benefit I didn't think about in your world how convenient that could be, not only on your end, but our end too. If we are running around, a Zoom meeting is very convenient, mm-hmm. especially if we're here in Butler or if we're listening and we're in Slippery Rock or if we're in mm-hmm. South Butler, Shakur, wherever we are in the county, just because your office is in Wexford, it is so convenient to be able to Zoom with you, get this taken care of, know you have our back. I mean, there's, it, it's such a great connection to be able to connect with other people in parts of the county. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not everybody has that. Um, you know, there's, there's still some people and, and that's fine. It's just a matter of getting them up to speed. I had, I have a, you know, an older client and she's a widow and, um, I encouraged her to, to, you know, re-engage the computer, um, 
And so I think that's been a, a positive to just stay connected. And, you know, there's a, I, I also like, I can applaud people for not being on the computer all the time, right? There's, there's a lot of right. noise out there. Right. Um, but just, I think uh, in the past year and a half, we've all seen some of the, some of the technology that we've been forced into is maybe a silver lining, you know. It is. And and what I'm thinking is we're so ingrained in saying, oh, well, he's in Wexford. I can't really drive that far in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Then we talk mm-hmm. about the technology right. and it becomes, well, doesn't become a problem right. if you can use the technology. And most people can. But like you said, some folks need some assistance and that's fine. But if you are in a different part of the county, it's a matter of turning on the computer, meeting with you, and you're done. Go back mm-hmm. to your day. So mm-hmm. it's such a simple solution when you think about it that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've had, you know, we've got clients all over the country. They've, they, they were here and they moved, and, um, and it's like they're next door. Right. It's easy. Fantastic. Easy, easy, easy. It's Q3 Capital Management, again, based in Wexford. But Tom has been a Butler County resident for quite some time. Blink of an eye, and we're already mm-hmm. 25 years later. So <laughs> yeah, fabulous. Tom Verostek, of course, is the owner of Q3 Capital Management. Uh, Q3Capital.net. It's very simple to, to get to that. If you want to email him, it's Tom at Q3Capital.net. Tom, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. It's It's been nice talking to you once again. Yes, likewise. Thanks, yeah. Tracy. Tell your family I said hi. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And folks, thank you very much for joining us for this segment of Let's Talk. If you joined us late or if you'd like to listen to this program in its entirety once again, I encourage you to go online to WISR680.com. You're going to pick Programs, Let's Talk, and then look for Q3 Capital. All right. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.